welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. <coughs> I'm uh, I'm known as Steve. <laughs> and I'm Harvey Gladden. Welcome back, everyone. This week we're going to be talking about the follow-up to Jordan Peele's Get Out. It's called Us. You guys have been waiting a long time for this. I see everyone posting the uh, the trailer on Facebook saying how excited they are. Yeah, we're going to find out... Uh if it was uh, worth the worth the wait, people still f- post things on Facebook. I, yeah, I was, I was gonna really get back to that because I don't. Go, um, I don't have. First a of all, you, you guys are old men, and I don't have Facebook. If anything, you're not old men. You're like too, you're so new. You're ahead of Facebook. Yeah, basically, me and Harvey see we, we try to see trends before they happen and really start them. That's what I like to think. Sure. Yeah. I'm glad you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So our topic uh, this week is going to be uh, pertaining to horror movies. Um, specifically, the horror movies blended with comedy. Um, does it work? I think horror movies oftentimes rely on the idea of like being uh, tense and scared and on the edge of your seat and, and whatnot. And, uh, having comedy in there, does it hurt the, uh, the horror effect? Uh, we'll explore that a little bit. See what you guys think about that. Uh, I think Harvey is probably the more enlightened one here. Because he watches more horror in general. So he's probably seen more horror comedy than me. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. It's, well, it's what do you mean? We'll, we'll see. It's, it's highly likely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but other than that... What, is the, what if the twist is that Harvey never actually watched a horror movie? He's like an, he's been like... Well, maybe. He's been, maybe he's, he's like, like he's against whole, it. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I got you guys. That'd Long be a call. weird twist. That'd be, that's what I'm saying. The weirdest fucking twist of all. Because I am on on tape saying that I, that I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I review <laughs> horror movies on the podcast, so that would be... That'd be the weirdest long con ever. Like, yeah. Speaking of a twist, I got... I got some twists to talk about later, um, but before we get into oh, that, I thought you. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought you were gonna mention it now. The twist. I don't know. So I was oh like, no, it's about a movie I watched. Oh, okay. I was yeah. Just, is there something it involves happened? a plot twist that is one to talk about. Oh. Uh, so let's get into the uh, the show. How was everyone's week before we start talking movies, Steve? It's been a week since I seen you last. Yeah, just hold well, on. Let's just yeah, hold on one sec. We need to mention that Sean's missing, by the way, because. Uh, I think that's important. Yeah, Sean is missing, but at, at this point, I think it, it's it's known because he was not. He didn't say his name. Yeah, he didn't say his name in the beginning. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, that's the one thing. If people didn't know, then I mean, I guess it's you know it's news now. Just one more time, it's uh, Sean at dotherightfilm dot com. Or if you want to hit him up on Twitter, I think I'm pretty sure he has a Twitter following. <laughs> or actually, uh, you can hit him up at six four six. Um, <laughs> just call him real quick. <laughs> Give him a shout. Great, uh, Steve. How how was your week? Uh, you just week. splashed Montauk beer all over your keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> That's my week in a hole. It's been a <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah, it's been very uh very exciting. Things are picking back up at the at the uh, production company. We're filming. We're doing some uh, anything uh, talk aboutable? No, we're Hudson Yard is this thing that that happened. You heard about this? The place? big acorn looking thing. Yeah, it's this thing. It's a pine cone. Apparently, New York Times tore it apart on an article saying it's a it, fucking. It, it looked like it looked like bullshit, but I mean, <laughs> well, you, the, I the building looks like bullshit. Well, or the article. I mean, it's just like 
No, the, the article I think brings up a lot of great points. I shouldn't be saying this. I, don't I could know get in trouble if anyone it. hears this. But, I don't know uh, anything about this. Hudson but I don't know. they're just basically stating that it's like it's a, it's outdated. It's. I, I was saying I was talking about the building. He he just doesn't like how he looks. What? But is that what the article saying? Like it's outdated? Like yeah, overall architecturally? architecturally, and I think also what it stands for. It's like you know, it's you know, it's it doesn't. doesn't. I saw a picture. I kind of like it. <laughs> Well, maybe uh, this is for you. Why don't we just go see for ourselves? I've been there way too much. Oh, you been last there? week? Yeah, that's oh. where we've been filming. So, how is it? Is it cool at all? Or uh, it's a mall. I don't like malls. I that's the thing you have to understand. You have to understand where I'm. Yeah, but like, I, don't like I hate malls. malls too. But I mean, like the uh, what is it? With the Oculus is still pretty cool. I enjoy architecture. I, the, I, like I was so I was trying to make a distinction. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? The Oculus, like, he's talking about the game system, or I was like, no, like, the fucking a- thing by. World Trade Center. Uh, I've never. Oh, I have been. The spine-looking thing. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not a big fan of anything that's kind of like that. I like it because it, it doesn't fit in the city at all, and, that, and I enjoy that. I mean, it, it could look appealing, the, but I'm just the, the one in uh, Dubai looks really cool. Hmm. We're just talking about buildings right now. Uh, the do Burj the right, Al- do the right building. <laughs> yeah, the Burj Al Arab. I think that's what I'm thinking of. It is. It's very cool. I'm gonna check out. I'm gonna bring my camera. I'm gonna scope out this. Uh, For some reason, I thought you said I'm gonna bring my girlfriend. But you, <laughs> I probably come I typically too. don't go for like bulbous looking buildings. But um, <laughs> there's a cool. similar one in Shibuya, Tokyo that has like that thing going on. Well, the thing is, that's just a that's just an art piece outside. That's not the actual building. Oh, really? The acorn is not the building. The thing next to it is the building. But can't you go into the acorn? You, you can, and you just walk around. So it's like an art, oh, like an art yeah. piece. Well, then that, you know, if you're not in the mall, that's even better. Yeah. The acorn, I have no problem with the acorn. I mean, it looks cool. The, I like the copper, mm. when, especially when it hits the sun. Oh, it I have good. no thoughts on a mall that's next that's, to it. That's why yeah. I thought you were oh. like, I'm like, man, Tom's really defending this mall right no, now. No, I only <laughs> saw like pictures of just that insta- that that building. Anyways, but uh, yeah, I was, do the right building. I was there for for a good portion of the week. I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm not a big fan of malls, so it's just not me. It's not me. You know, I'll just say that much. I mean, malls are dying, yeah. so. But the funny thing is, this old man comes up to me just randomly. I'm just like, I was in one of the stores uh, because we were filming something <laughs> in the actual like location and this old man comes up to me and I was like, oh, killer. He's just like, it's nice, I guess. And I'm like, I don't know <laughs> where. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool, I guess. And he's Shoot. just like, he's just like, but it's a bit outdated. <laughs> and the funny thing is, this man—he's just like the most stereotypical old man you'll ever see. Like an old man with money. He's wearing like a blue blazer with khakis, and he looks like he just got off his boat. And he's just like, but if it was up, he's like, this is pretty outdated. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't come here. He's just like, do you work for this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, I was wow. like, I was, but I was just like, oh well. I guess you shouldn't not have acknowledged ever. what he was talking about. You should have, when he asked the question, you should have pretended like you didn't know what he was talking about. That would have been a better conversation. That would have been better, but I was just so <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, it was very, it was a very long day for me. Anyway, that was my week. And he was like, "It's not bad." You should have been like, "Life." Like, what, are you, what, are you talking about? <laughs> what about you, Harvey? Any any uh, architecture in your life this week? Nah. Um, I was thinking about actually, well, yeah, sort of related. My uh, the background of my phone, like the wallpaper, is the Taipei Tower. So I was like thinking maybe I should change it, but um, 
This is we're like going into this way. What stuff. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. so distracted with something else that when I came back to this, I'm just like, what are you talking about? about the wallpaper? I thought, phone, wall I thought you were about to say, so I booked a trip to Taiwan. You're, yeah, I was like, okay, that'd be cool. But so, um, so what happened to your phone? No, I was just trying to figure out if I should get rid of my wallpaper. It's the Taipei it, Tower. It's actually it's really related. iconic because you've had that since you first moved to New York. Yeah. Uh, so I, I it's think great you wallpaper. Keep it. Yeah, I think you yeah. should keep it. I think you should change it to the Empire State Building, you communist. Yes, yeah. communist. Nah, uh, nah, Taiwan's chill. With Trump uh, painted on the side of it. <laughs> Did, didn't, wasn't there like a, a thing with him on it? Did someone take the time the to like paint Empire him? Empire State Building? Not painted, but like uh, lit. All right, I'll look up a picture. Yeah, look this just up. Carry on. Some, yeah, just do some research um, real quick. Aside from that, uh, I've been uh, just hanging out, you know. I've been... Uh, <laughs> I've you know been, me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just post it up. I went to uh California and um in in December. Um and I have like all this footage that I took there and I like made this little video of it. So That's pretty cool. I, I basically well, if finished only you had social media to post it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the irony of it. All. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is what people used to do back in the day. <laughs> They would take, if only I could share this. Yeah, they would take memories of their life and then they would keep them forever. And throw it in a fucking basement. <laughs> Someday someone would watch but this. I may put it on YouTube actually. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Do uh, it. Once once it drops, let our uh, let let the listeners check eh. it out. Uh, eh. No, Come on, man. No. But uh, yeah, other than that, little tidbit. Yeah, President <laughs> yeah, Trump's face was on the Empire State Building. I thought it was going to be like a. Uh, is it really? Yeah, it's actually like someone is like projecting it onto. The, That's what I say. Like yeah. someone, but like in a ironic way. Yeah, I wasn't oh, sure if you meant it? like uh, you someone it? painted him on the Empire State. That's Park. what I, I just. I was just very confused. Uh, no, no, but just the. I don't think. Do they do that for every president? There's no way. I'm pretty sure he paid um, for that himself. Yeah, he probably. I'm pretty sure he paid someone who's like, yo, yeah. I'm gonna search Obama. <laughs> I want something really big. All right, we got we got to start talking movies. Yeah. We've, we've mentioned absolutely nothing. Um, Speaking of Trump, aside from that, though, my week was. Was okay, I suppose. Didn't do much. All right, cool. My so. my week um, was similarly uh, boring. I worked on a couple projects, I think, and I also job interviewed for my dream job. Job interview for my dream job. Yeah. God. Interviewed. <laughs> sorry, interviewed for my. I was thinking ahead. Four words. You were really excited. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was. Something that, I, I don't know, hopefully I get it, but if not. You know, I feel really, you know, I heard about the outfit you wore. Uh, I'm pretty confident that you got the job because of the outfit. <laughs> what? When you wear some booty shorts? No, I actually... Uh, he wore boots, which he thought he shouldn't, but I told him... What kind no. of boots? He was wearing Doc Martens. Doc Martens, but not like the the black ones with yellow stitching, just like nice, like dark brown ones. I see. So they could almost look like dress shoes if you put your pants over them. And the reason is it was raining that day, so I mean, he, you know, you don't want. to I had to make it. a choice: do so I like change into my shoes when I get there, like a goon, or do I rock it? <laughs> Dude, it's a camera. Amazing. You open up a briefcase, and the briefcase has another pair of shoes in it, and an extra shirt folded. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's the film industry. I, I, just, I was like, I'm just gonna wear the boots. I'm gonna, if, if the boots are the deciding factor, I don't want the job. You know, it's one of those things. Hmm. All right, but that's it. Uh, so, you know, thoughts and prayers for me. I'd like to, I'd like to hear that conversation is if the boots are the the deciding. Yeah. I really want to know if that's like the (laughs) thing. It's just like, they're like, yeah, he's, he's great. And, um, yeah, I really like his, his work. Kathy, did you see those boots? boots? (laughs) (laughs) Like who thought that was a good idea to come come to an interview with boots on? 
Yeah. I mean, they were. Oh well, they're, they're not exactly one. fucking snowshoes, you know. They're just some nice boots. <laughs> Anyways, great. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, let's talk movies. It's do the right film now, starting from now. The first ten minutes is usually do the right whatever, buildings, architecture. Sometimes it's you know child. Do the right life. I don't know. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's do it. Who lost the game? I lost the game. You're a loser. What'd you lose to? Uh, Harvey. Was the winner. I was the loser. Uh, I'm going to come out right at the gate. Uh, Harvey gave me another banger out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting this. Uh, Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, mean, you're going to find out. Uh, So he forced me to watch Paradise Now. And whenever I forced, he did hold the gun to my head. So, Whoa. (laughs) Very fitting for the movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Uh, Paradise Now uh, really... Strapped a bomb to himself and said, "If you don't watch it, I'm gonna explode." <laughs> Have you seen this, Tom? No, but I know it's the about. premise. <laughs> I know what it's about. Uh, uh, I guess I'll just read a little bit for you. I always like reading the taglines. I think this one's not bad. Uh, from the most unexpected place, come a new call for uh for a new call for peace. Actually, that one's not that great. I think I've heard better. Uh, so this takes place uh. Or this comes from the perspective of two Palestinian men who are preparing uh, to perform a suicide attack in Israel, in Tel Aviv, to be exact. And that's actually just, that's it. There's nothing else to this film other than that simple idea. But how they approach this story about these two men, uh, I believe one is named uh, Khalid and then the other one's uh, Syed. Uh, These two have, have gone through strife in their life and they are... It's it's kind of unexpected because it, the the film has a as it starts it's not you don't expect it to take the roads that it takes or like story beats but it's it's so surprising for me at least because uh, it starts off kind of like a simple you know two men living basically what they consider hell you know because they're being occupied by uh, Israeli forces. And they basically don't have this, like, great life to begin with. You know, they work in job to job, and they are, like, actually lucky to even have a fucking job. And their approach, and you don't get much information on why their approach, but their approach uh, by some, I guess you can call them, or for them at least, like, freedom fighters or, like, the resistance, to basically take part of a suicide attack, and they are the two men who are actually going to perform it. And I'm not going to spoil any much of the story, but... I do love how the way it kind of handles the subject matter uh, because it's very tricky. Like it's, I think this is like the first time I've seen a film take this kind of like angle or side or perspective because you're always seeing the other side. You're always seeing quote unquote, the good guys handling the terrorists. But this time you're on the side of the people who are, who I guess you can, I mean, I guess you consider the bad guys from our perspective or how the way we're, so how do they deal with it? Is it do you do you feel some sympathy? I mean, yeah, I yeah. think I think that's what it is. They they bring you understand why. Like you understand like you know, we're always sitting there and watch the news and we see these things happening and we're just like, How do these people do this? Like why do they do this? And and not to not to condone the actions that are happening outside of like Israel. I'm talking specifically within Israel. And the conflict that's happening there. I mean, yeah, p- people are clueless. And they and they're and you know you understand like, like, 
this man's life, specifically Saeed, we, we get to see a lot of his story and like why he does the thing he does. I think Khalid kind of plays a person who is a little bit, clu- not clueless, but you can tell like... Ignorant. It's not even ignorance. Yeah. It's like he has this, it's like he seems like more up for it in the beginning of the film, but as the film progresses, you can see there's like some wavering. And, you know, there's questioning happening. The same thing with Saeed. I think he does have that moment in the beginning where he's like, there's a little bit of uncertainty and he doesn't know if he wants... It's like you get those different perspectives of like, you know, who these people are at first in the beginning of the film and then who they are near the end. And, uh, no, it just... I don't know. I just think it handles subject matter and helps you understand the plight a little bit better. Like, what is happening? Not to say I condone... Any of that, yeah, and, of and course, the film, and the film tackles that. Yeah, uh, you do. You do get introduced to one of the characters. I forgot her name. I feel bad now, but uh, uh, she did a phenomenal job. I, I need to look it up later. Uh, but yeah, she brings that up. You know, she is she is a she's a part of an organization, peacekeeping organization. They're trying different ways to find peace, find reconciliation, and and you know, she brings that up. Is like why why you know killing doesn't do anything. You know, the only people who are left are the people who are like, the only people who really have to deal with are the people who are left after the fact. We have to clean up the mess or we have to deal with the consequences. Uh, yeah. well, so it, it really, I think it it doesn't condone it, but it just handles it. It just really rides that line. And uh, I, think, I think it handles story very well. Uh, one great thing as well, it does the cinematography. This film looks beautiful. Uh, pretty sure it was shot on film, but the color... Whoever did the coloring on this, it did an amazing job. It's like it, it it's just really beautiful to look at. There's not like an, an out like there's certain moments where I'm saying like, oh, like there's no outstanding shots where I'm like, oh wow, that that one was like breathtaking. It's just how the film overall looks. And whoever did that coloring job, I applaud. I think it did a I think they did a great job. Uh Overall, performances are great. Subject matter, how the way it handles story was really great. Uh, I don't know if I can recommend this to everyone. No, nah, I man. think it's very... Make them watch it. Make them... <laughs> Fuck them. But I feel, like, I feel like everyone here could watch it, and I think you would really like this a lot, Tom. Yeah, I'm really interested. I'm adding this to my uh, watch list. Um, no, it's... it's uh, I'm glad I'm glad because I never really watched films like this. And I don't know why. We need more films like this. We need well, more foreign films specifically yeah. like this. I, I ended up watching a lot of more like Asian foreign films. I hate to, you know, just kind of like be in that bubble, but I end up doing that a lot of the time. Uh, but this was nice. It was refreshing. And again, I think at first, like reading it, I was thinking like, oh man, it's probably gonna be really heavy, but it doesn't feel that way. I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, because the subject matter. You. Yeah. Uh, overall, uh, this this gets a if I have to score it, gets a gets a four. Cool. Actually, um, this is one of my assigned movies in this film class I took in college, and uh, I had no idea what it was. Really? I thought it was. Um, I was confusing it with like another uh, drama or something. I thought it was like a weird like Arab drama about this guy that's going crazy or something, and. Uh, it turned out it'd be like a complete surprise, and uh, I love that movie. We should all be uh, film teachers, I think. I don't know. I think I'll just make all my students watch anime. 
Honestly, being a college professor sounds dope, doesn't it? I f- well, that's it the problem. So it's just easy. like I'm just going to make you watch movies. Like the whole class is going to be that. I don't know. My I've studied all my professors in college and and whatnot, especially my degree. And I know I don't think their their jobs are very hard. You hear that, teachers? I think it's not I very think, hard. I think grade school teachers are are definitely harder. I think it depends. Well, I, obviously, it depends on the level, but yeah. like. Um, if you're teaching, like, uh, I think it depends like, on what you're teaching. Yeah, if you're in fucking where you're teaching, you know, graduate physics teacher. But, but I'm I'm saying just like that could you know, be easy if you're a physics <laughs> professor, right, right. But like just the the hours that they seem to work and like just the overall. Yeah. And like, if they get tenure, then they basically can't get fired, right? So they can just and just the 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 creative freedom that you have compared to grade school, like. Like that guy, the curriculum didn't tell him to give you Paradise Now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, you know what, you motherfuckers need to watch Paradise Now. That would be fun to he also uh, make. Uh, I got, that dude was cool. He actually played uh, one of the assigned movies with Half Nelson. I was like, damn, fuck you. Yeah. I had already yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, one of my best teachers from college comes to New York, and we drink. He's a great guy. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a shot on film. Yeah, I, I, I saw the pictures of it. I mean, it's oh five. It was before I don't know. I digital feel like, was a big thing. I don't know. I f- always, always what they call it, forget when that occurrence <sighs> happened. When was that shift? Early you know, you know what? Another thing about this movie, I like it. It, I hate to say, it looks old, but it just I don't know. It just has this older feel to it overall. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense either. Vid, vid. All right, yeah. cool. You watch anything else? Uh, probably, but I probably forgot. So. No, I guess. I'll give you three different answers, so you have to pick which one. Okay, cool. You can um, skip me until I figure out what I watched. What I watched. Um, I'll go next, I guess. Um, I watched a movie. Uh, I, I watched a few movies. I don't know why I've been watching so many movies lately. Not not really, but... Uh, real quick, I watched a doc. I think everyone should check it out from 2011. <laughs> it's called Last Days Here. Uh, essentially, it's about a, a metal band or early hard rock band, like maybe even before, or right around Led Zeppelin. What's it called? It's called Last Days Here, mm. and uh, it's just—it's essentially about this band Pentagram, but not really. Pentagram died out because the band just kind of crumbled away, and the singer became a heroin addict, and he's one of the most likable heroin addicts ever. This movie is just bleeding with charm. And I really feel for Bobby. Bobby uh, Liebling is his name. Uh, if you guys want a nice little story, a feel-good story, you should check it out. Um, I really enjoyed it. I followed him on Instagram. And uh, he had a kid at a really old age just to get his life back on track. And It's a beautiful thing. I mean, he's going to be like... His kid's going to be 10 when he dies, but it's not... <laughs> it's just weird when people eh, I guess that's not technically true I think he's only in his 60s alright cool Um, I watched another movie called Assassination Nation you guys familiar with this I heard about this place yeah Um, I kind of like this movie I want to save uh, what I wanted to talk about this movie's better than the movie I'm saving just (laughs) but (laughs) oh man I can't wait to talk about that one but yeah, Assassination is directed by uh, Sam Levinson, written and directed, 
and uh, starring uh, Odessa Young, someone named Abra. Is that a singer? Abra? All right. Fucking one name ass. We got uh, Suki Waterhouse and uh, Hari Neff. And uh, essentially the synopsis is, after a malicious data hack exposes the secrets of the perpetually American town of Salem, chaos descends and four girls must fight to survive while coping with the hack themselves. So this movie, uh, it takes a lot of risk and it it kind of um, snowballs the story in a very interesting way. And the characters are all very likable. Um, it is kind of all over the place a little bit. And it's hard to buy most of the things that are happening in it. Um, but I think the third act is a lot of fun and, and worth the watch. But I'd probably give this a three and a half. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. He loved it. It's a, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, not great. Not great. Uh, but let's talk about another movie that came out that we skipped. It was uh, January's big release. <laughs> if I think if January had a big release, it was probably this one. I don't even remember, but all right, it's called Serenity. Oh man, you watched it. This is starring Matthew McConaughey and uh, Anne Hathaway, and Jason Clark, and it's uh, written and directed by Stephen Knight. Um, who? This this kind of this is where I I start to to be very surprised. Um, he did Locke. I remember I gave that to you, Steve. You liked Locke. Yeah, Locke was good. He's uh, responsible for writing um, the show, uh, or maybe parts of the show, Peaky Blinders, if anyone's seen it. I've seen that. Now, but here, here's where it gets um, even thicker, the plot. He wrote Eastern Promises, which is a fantastic movie. Now, <laughs> he also wrote Serenity. <laughs> Here's the synopsis. If you don't know, this is starring... I already said it, Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. The synopsis goes, A fishing boat captain juggles facing his mysterious past and finding himself ensnared... Is that... Yeah, ensnared with a... In a reality where nothing is what it seems. So, right off the bat, you meet Matthew McConaughey. He's on his boat. He's essentially playing... You, you've seen Mud, right? I He's, was actually thinking more fool's gold, but okay. Maybe. Yeah, I was thinking more fool's gold too. <laughs> but he's but he's very but his character it resembles mud a lot and in, in his like snarky like uh um he's like disbanded from the world kind of thing. So <laughs> I don't know fuck. Alright, here we go. Um <laughs> You gotta pep yourself up to talk about it. It's just, I don't know. It's so strange that Stephen Knight wrote this. So, hey man, we all can't have bangers. He he's trying to catch this crazy fish, um, and it gets away, and he's like, "That's the one." He could feel it just by he can't see the fish; it's underwater. He can only feel it via fishing pole. And he's claiming that this is that elusive fish he's been trying to catch for years and years, and he can just tell. Besides the point. Yeah, yeah, you haven't lost me yet. Um, he goes to the bar. He's drinking, and uh, somebody asks him, "Well, you got a name for that fish?" He, he, he still hasn't caught it yet. He goes, "Yeah, 
I call it justice. And <laughs> and hold up, hold up, hold up. Come again? <laughs> this all, I mean, I get it. It's not completely irrelevant. It does tie into the end, I guess. But um, that's like screenwriting one hundred and one. You know what sucks? That's though? the shit they tell you not to do. You know, I was getting ready to spoil this movie, and I realized that you want us to watch it. Well, no, I don't want to spoil it, but you it's should. also very hard to talk about how funny it is. Um, without I was it. I was online and I would see like reviews for Serenity and the thing is this is how it starts it's just like I do not want to spoil this movie this movie is bad but please go watch it dude like there's no way of talking about how bad that's kind of how I feel so all right Anne Hathaway comes on the boat <clears throat> surprises them they obviously have a history together and he's like what what uh what do you want you know oh first of all you don't talk to Anne Hathaway that way oh he does Anne Hathaway's terrible in this oh. like her character is not a nice person and i don't know but she's just she seems so nice but however she is a victim because she comes on the boat and she says i'll pay you 10 million dollars to kill my husband oh done it for just fucking just to a, have her yeah. wow yeah i just done it for for free so Fuck. apparently her uh her husband just beats the shit out of her all the time She's scared, yada, yada, yada. They're on this island, keep in mind. I forgot to mention that. Okay, so everything happens on this island. They're on an island. Is it a real island? Um, it's and called... Ba- it, no, it's not a real island, but it's it's full of... I think it's off the coast of Africa. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But... I thought they, it was taking place in America. To be honest, they play it like it's Bahamas. They okay. shot it off the coast of Africa, but um, it definitely feels like they're in the Caribbean. Okay. Like maybe in the Bahamas. So... <laughs> So, Jason Clark plays the husband. He is just the fucking douchiest guy you've ever met. He <laughs> makes her call him daddy all the time. Uh, <laughs> he he goes out on the boat. And he's, he's How does like, that conversation play like out? Like an unrealistic level of like d- domestic. Like they abuse. don't have yeah, like, they don't have to be. Hey, yeah. sugar, call, yeah. call me daddy. daddy. Call yeah. me daddy always. He always. he is like a very. Wait, Jason un- Clark's Australian, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's not. He's not. Uh, I don't know why he had a thick fucking southern drawl. He's not doing an accent. Oh, he's okay. got an American accent in this, and um, he's on the boat, and um, he he's he's fishing. He paid money to go on like a truck. So that's what Matthew McConaughey does. He he takes people out to fish for money. Uh, he's an expert. He does he bring up the justice at all or no? Um, later, but that's a spoiler. Um, but essentially like Jason Carr's character is so fucking terrible. Uh, he's like, Hey, I heard down at this part of the town, they got girls that'll, you know, you could stick in their ass for $10 or something. And they're they're like, you know anything about that boys? You know where I can get some of that $10 ass or something shit. (laughs) And (laughs) and it's like, (laughs) and they're all just like, "Mm." Nah. And this is a deconstruction of the whole, you know, thriller genre. Maybe this is he's this is an experiment. Oh, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. God, I, I think I, it just went over everybody's head. Like we just didn't it get have. it. Apparently, it's not even that thrilling. There's not a lot of thriller moments. It's just it's surreal. It reminds me a little bit of like Interstellar in a way. Both McConaughey movie. Oh, it's just kind of like back and forth, back and forth. Um. So I heard that the twist is bonkers in this movie, and I had to go watch it. The twist, and I was thinking they do something crazy, like old boy or something. I don't know, some weird shit like that. It's nothing like that. It's nothing crazy. 
like that. And um, it's really fucking stupid. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> All right, I need to watch this shit. <laughs> it's really, it's dumber than you can think. Like, if you were to spitball the twist, it's pro- probably dumber than whatever you spitball. It was all a dream? Dumber. It's dumber, <laughs> dude. It's fucking dumber. <laughs> all right, I she was, she like, was really a... beating him, the, her husband, the, the entire time. No, 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 no. It's, I no, it has to be it. like, it has to be, because it has if to be dumber. If you truly want me to spoil it off No, air, no, no, no. The no. fish was a real person. The fi- That's what I'm thinking. The fish was a real person. The fish was a mermaid. Yeah, fish. <laughs> no. That, that might be dumber, but. No, no, actually. <laughs> I, think, I think it's actually dumber than that. All right, that's it. I need to watch. I'm watching this tonight. See, if you learn anything about me, is that when Tom describes movies, I have to. It's very specific. I have to like. I have to dude, really have an urge dude, to see it. You crack up. You gotta watch it. <laughs> it's just so weird that he's a he's a fantastic writer, and I just I I don't know. Maybe he's going senile. I don't know what's going on here. Um, dude, I don't know, man. I can't say I hated this movie. I honestly wish I would have saw it in theaters because I feel like I wouldn't have hated my experience. He's only the sixty. I don't think he can really. I know. I know. Um, this, but this movie is is not good um, in in most regards. But I I think you really have to. Can I read a quick a quick review? Just a little snippet from Rolling Stones. Yeah, uh, let's hear it. Serenity finds new definitions of bad that almost make the damn thing worth watching for it. Dude, that's perfect. <laughs> that's a perfect fucking dude. I read that. I'm like, this is basically his Tom review. Like, dude, it's just so bad you need to see it. Dude, that's absolutely perfect. That's absolutely. What's the consensus on Rotten Tomatoes? A high concept mystery with a twist. Serenity isn't what it appears to be at first. Unfortunately, it's also not anywhere near as clever and entertaining as it thinks. I think it's entertaining. I think that's wrong. Um, and uh, Matthew McConaughey is great. He's he's always he's playing like you remember. You remember we were doing the one all right, two all rights, three all rights bit. Mm-hmm. This was one all right, but even uh, one all right package. From, all right, from uh, Matthew McConaughey is still it's still a good product. You know. All right, one all right is like fool's gold level. That's what I feel. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Have you seen fool's gold? Yeah. I, I still it's like a mixture of that and mud like his character <laughs> like the cynicism dude, Jesus Christ I need to watch this dude I don't even want to rate it I mean it's a bad movie but if, if alright I'm gonna meet it in the middle a three no it's really really bad the twist is make or break if if you truly hate the twist this is a half star movie why is Jason Clark's character just named Karen's husband. Oh yeah, I guess he never learned his name. Um, was this a bet that he lost? There's like the right a scene. There's like a scene a on the boat where he's like injured, um, but she's like, "Oh, catch me that fish, daddy! You want to catch me that fish?" He's in no shape to fish. He's like, "Give me that fucking rod!" <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I kind of want to see it after, after <laughs> that scene. That sounds good. Give me that fucking rod. <laughs> but if you if you mix my, uh, I don't know, my my enjoyment of the movie, which is almost not actual enjoyment, but like uh, like pity enjoyment, with how bad it is, I'd probably get somewhere around like two stars. 
for this movie. I think that's a high score for this movie. And I and I'm not ashamed of it. But yeah, two stars. Damn. I have someone uh he's a friend of mine, um his name's uh Zom. He posted about it on Facebook and he said he fucking loved it. Because, because it's just so bonkers. So I can see that. Hey. You got my interest. Dude. I just want I want to like have a beer and talk about some of the shit that happens. This is a, almost a two hour long movie, man. This is a commitment and a half. Cool. What what did you watch, Harvey? Um Okay. I watched a little movie called Climax. Ooh. Yeah. Um Climax was directed by Gaspar Noah. Um it stars Sophia Batella and uh this DJ called Kitty Smile. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. Mm-mm. Everyone else in the movie is um a dancer and pretty much uh new to film. For most of them I would believe this was their first movie. Are there any 3D cum shots? There's no 3D cum shots in this one. You know what? I've been thinking about this for a long time. Uh, cum shots? Well, I guess I guess so because of love. Uh, that's where that Thomas is referencing. Yeah, I he, haven't actually seen that movie. I've only uh, heard of it. That was a thing, though, right? That they released that movie, and it was like in 3D or some yeah. shit. And there was a 3D cum shot. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? Overall, I... I People always give that movie flack, but I, I don't think it's that bad. Love, yeah. Uh, um, I, I don't, don't think I don't think Love was a good movie. It was. It wasn't. People just give it shit. It, it just. I feel like people didn't like. I feel like it just gets a lot of flack. Well, I think it, I think and that's I probably think it, deserved. I just think I think it's deserved. I think is my it? thing with Gasparino is, I just think sex is a weird thing to be obsessed with like that. One sex movie is okay. I don't think your whole repertoire has to be sex movies, but. That's his. That's his work. I'm not gonna lie, man. It, it got me hot and bothered watching Love. Question, Harvey. Will I get hot and bothered watching Climax? What you're saying? You got a boner? Oh yeah, I was watching. I, mean, yeah, I was watching with my girlfriend. Porn. I mean, basically porn. It is. He, get, porn. he gets his his actors to actually fuck, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna answer that. I'm just gonna continue with my Climax review because. Well, I would, well it, it pertains to that. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Harvey. I don't feel it. Answer my questions. Um, <laughs> climax. Uh, here's the tagline. Uh, yeah, it starts with Sophia Batella, uh, DJ Kitty, Kitty Smile. and uh, DJ Khaled? Sweet. No. Sir. Imagine if he was in there with his fat. <laughs> <laughs> what the? I'm sorry, Harvey. I'm sorry. Up. I'm sorry. Go, that go was ahead. a fucking low blow. Yeah. I'm fat too. Um, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of uh, a lot of professional dancers. Uh, here's the um, tagline because I kind of it's kind of cool. Birth and death are extraordinary experiences. Life is a fleeting pleasure. And uh, here's a synopsis: Young dancers in a remote and empty school building. To wait. Sorry, young dancers gather in a remote and empty school building to rehearse on a cold and wintry night. The all-night celebration soon turns into a hallucinatory nightmare when they learn that their sangria is laced with LSD. Um. Okay. This movie begins. Um. Well, it really begins in the form of like a a POV shot of this old 
box TV. What are the what are those called? Uh, CR TVs. Yeah, one of those TVs. And we're introduced to this large ensemble of dancers, professional dancers, by way of their uh, audition tapes. They are auditioning for a French dance troupe that will travel to America and and compete. As you, as we later discover, they're being interviewed by Salva, who's played by Sylvia Batella, and Daddy, DJ Daddy, who's played by uh, uh, Kitty Smile. Um, the dancers answer a, a large variety of questions, ranging from their dreams to their fears, sex life, sex preferences. And it helps to sort of establish character types and foundations for this large ensemble of dancers. Uh, after the introduction, we're thrown forward a bit in time to the school where the entire movie takes place for the most part. We see the dancers rehearsing together in the auditorium. It's a abandoned school, like the synopsis says. And it quickly, beca- it, it like quickly became like one of the most interesting and mesmerizing choreographed dancings I've ever seen on film. Like it's, it's fucking incredible and it's very simply shot. And for the most part, there's very, I believe they're all stationary shots for the most part there. There's not a ton of movement that I can recall, but it's also lit very beautifully. And I think a lot of it just relies on like the complexity of the, the choreography and the, the dancing and the, and the talents, the talent of the dancers. I believe Sophia Batella is a dancer. She is. I was watching an interview. Yeah, I believe she's a dancer turned actor. She's great. Yeah. And this is probably the first time I ever got to see her dance in a, in a movie. And yeah. And it, it was, it was amazing. She's a, uh... She's uh, very, very uh, beautiful. Yeah, but you have all these dancers like moving in unison, and it creates this fucking beautiful, beautiful shot. And I think it's also unique in that, in that it like further develops these characters because you have these unique dance styles, and and we grasp a bit more of their identities, and some of them seem in, more insecure, and some are filled with energy and. And you can also sort of like peg their attitudes based on how they dance. It's it's really interesting because there's so much dancing in this. Um, anyway, I like, have a question. When you watched it, did you want to dance afterwards? While did you're you watching like, it, the music, honestly, the music is something I'll talk about in a bit. It's so fucking good, and yeah, you sort of feel like dancing. I was listening to the soundtrack uh, one day at work. I was just like, oh, climax came out, and I'm like. See, for some reason, I saw the trailer, and the trailer music was really good. Let me just check out the soundtrack. And I was listening to that shit all fucking day. It's, like, hypnotic. It is hypnotic. It's, that, like, and I feel like it gets crazier and crazier as, like, the sound, as the album goes through. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damn. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So, after uh, the rehearsal is concluded, one of the members announces that they've made sangria for everyone and sort and sort of uh everyone starts partying and drinking the sangria and they're talking to each other and dancing a lot there's a lot of dancing in this movie i think i mentioned that before 
and a lot of talking and gossiping. <laughs> we sort of understand. We get more uh, backstory and more more detail into these people and to like the relationships between each other. Um, you understand who doesn't like who and who has like history with who. And at first, it's all very. Um, it's all very tame and civilized. Um, but as the night wears on, of course, and the sangria takes hold of them, things start to devolve into a very twisted and horrifying acid trip. And for the most part, it like effectively mimics the trip for the audience. It feels like it's carrying you into this, this hole of, of something. I mean, it feels like you're slowly taking a trip down to hell or to some very dark and, and dangerous place. Harvey, you can be very excited. I want to see this. Dude, holy shit. I fucking love this movie. I can't even. A mo- I haven't been excited about a movie like this in, uh, or a movie like this. Sounds in scary. This way in I watched, a very long time. I watched the trailer and the trailer was getting me like fucking hyped. Like the trailer just got me so like hypnotized yeah. and hooked. And then I saw. Sophia Patel was doing this one move on the floor, and I was like, God damn, and you see this shit right away. Yeah. Um, it's like visually it visually and like audibly like tricks your senses and it places you inside this acid trip and you feel as the movie progresses that you're slowly slipping into madness and slipping into this just inescapable hell. And it's just a little LSD, man. What's the big deal? Tommy wants yeah, some they LSD. Were, they were drinking LSD as though it were sangria, though, which is the problem. That's a lot. Yeah, and um, yeah, the tagline is very interesting. It's, it's a birth and death are extraordinary experiences. Life is a fleeting pleasure, and I don't know it. There's a, there's a lot in this movie, and I don't want to really spoil anything for don't. anyone or or put ideas in your head, but. When you consider like the I don't want to know the anything. arc of this of this story and the dancers, um, we're introduced to them very, it's sort of in their in the purest forms and and as the story progresses, we get very dark. We get to the very dark centers of these characters and in the in the types of people that they are, and everything sort of de evolves in 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 their behavior and in their relationships um i think this is one of the more tame gaspar noah movies if i'm if i'm honest i think it's the most accessible there's no that's funny that's probably a good thing yeah yeah that's probably a really good thing for you i think that's probably a good thing for a lot of people i mean some of this stuff can be tough to handle like the rape scene in irreversible like that's just brutal um but there's no rape scenes in this or Come shots or three come, come shots. shots. Um, it's very tame, but at the same time, it's also. I think what he, for what he replaces in, in um, I don't know, like sort of outright visually showing you these, these things. He he sort of replaces that with with ideas and um, just this overall dreading sense of horror. It's like it can be. This movie could also be very upsetting for. A lot of people, I would imagine. Um, like mother, 
type upsetting? I mean, I, I would say way more so than that. I didn't get the same. I wasn't that upset mother. at Mother. Yeah. Well, I know, mother but was, people are. Yeah, you know? people were. If, I think, yeah, I think they could definitely be as upset watching this. Um, the music is incredible. Um, like Steve said, if you just listen to the soundtrack, it's very, it's very addicting and it, it's sort of addicting and it, and it, and it's hypnotic and, um, at, at the beginning, it's very just catchy yeah. and, and just poppy and great. But as the movie and the soundtracks, uh, slowly progresses, it gets, it gets more and more dark and, and, and much more hypnotic and, and trance-like. And, um, by the end of it, it's, it's like, it's nightmarish in a way. Yeah, I was uh, I was at work listening to this, and don't listen to this album at work because the only thing you want to do afterwards is just fucking do some drugs and go dancing. So, God only knows what I'll do after the film. I've been watching it. I'm gonna fucking go out and party, and then I'll give you a review of my party. What if you can't dance? Uh, I think you could dance, Tom. I want to talk so much more about this movie, but I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, else. I kind of, I kind of don't want you to spoil anything. I'm just, this is just got me way more excited though. Dancing is incredible. The I know the the themes and the ideas and how that's expressed through dancing and the and then the and the the development of these characters. There's there's like so much in this and it's so fucking cool. I hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I want to see it now. Yeah. Accessible Gaspar Noe film sounds uh sounds like it could be good. Right, cool. I'm a, do you want to? Do you want to take dance classes after this and get better at dancing after watching these guys? No, but it does. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting. I was like, yeah, you know, I just signed up. Yeah, if you Zumba, if you if you, <laughs> yeah, whenever you guys watch it, you'll see like they're, they're very talented and it's like in, really fucking impressive. I'm not often impressed by dancing. I know people were like obsessed with those uh, hip hop dance shows and shit. Right, uh, like I've, I know what you're saying. Step yeah. up, yeah, right? yeah. Like I think, Just, yeah, that's a movie. I, I think I think it's possibly the context or the way in which they're presented. That's the difference. But I don't know. I was completely impressed by that's everything really I saw in this. Um, I think it's a five out of five. If I'm honest, first five out of five all year. Yeah. Ooh, it's we a, have not had one yet. That's scary. Like this is all I've been thinking about for like two days straight. Hopefully, it's not a ghost story syndrome, and I go in there pissed. I mean, on your behalf. I think I think you'll be fine. I think you're probably not gonna like it, to be honest. <laughs> I don't understand why the fuck they're dancing the whole time. I don't get it. First of all, you make me sound like a real mouth breather when you say that. Hey man, you said it. Just like, what was that line from that dumb movie we watched? Where he was like, he was arguing with the guy. The, his line was, he's like, hey, your word's not mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how he run the argument. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this way, what? I, f- I forget. sounds familiar. Yeah, I forget. Did we yeah. all watch this? Yeah, escape room. Watch it. It escape, escape room. room. The, the, your word's not mine. <laughs> we're just like, whoa, what? <laughs> that's your argument? <laughs> was it escape room? <laughs> yeah, when he was trying are, to tell Are you someone. saying that I'm working for them? Your word's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> You repeat the question back, and then and then your words. What the fucking logic is that? Oh man! All right, great. Uh, anything Steve, else? Steve, are you are you a homophobe? Hey, your words, not mine. Uh, what, Steve? Are you a homophobe? 
Am I a homophobe? Your words, not mine. <laughs> so, so stupid. <laughs> All right, cool. God damn. But I feel like it's a genius at the same time. Yeah. Uh, that's so dumb. All right, cool. Harvey's got a five out of five. Um, I'm scared. I, I would like all of us to see it and, and compare our thoughts. Well, I'm looking at a screenshot from this movie right now. It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, so, Sophia no, it's Batella. A, it, it's a completely different screenshot. Do you want to see uh, it? Yeah, let's see it. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> seems to be a very large person laying on a bed. It looks like... That's Daddy. That's DJ Daddy. That's DJ Daddy? Okay. It looks DJ like he's about to Daddy. Is there a lot of sex in this movie? No. Oh, wow. For some reason, is there I just any had sex? To... There is some sex. Okay. For some reason, I guess it's because I'm coming Is there off any the sex love. involving Sophia Batella? No, no, don't. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I want to go in surprised. What tell me. That's a, deci- <laughs> that's a deciding factor. I'm just kidding. Don't tell me. All right. That does it for our uh, little weekly reviews there. Uh, let's get into the, the main review. We're going to be talking about Jordan Peele's Us. Let's take a listen to a clip. Okay, let's call the cops. I did. They're 14 minutes away. What? 14 minutes? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Jason, give me the bat. What bat? The baseball bat, the bat. There's one in the corner. Here, here. Thank you. Okay. All right, hold on. I got this. Let's try this again. Gabe. No, 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 no. All right. Gabe. I got this. I got this. Now, I thought I already done told y'all to get off my property, okay? So if y'all want to get crazy, we can get crazy. Now, the cops are already on their way. Us, a family serenity turns to chaos when a group of doppelgangers begin to t- begins to terrorize them. Uh, this is directed and written by Jordan Peele, the man behind Get Out, starring uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Did I hear you pronounce her last name? <laughs> Nyong'o, right? Yeah, that's close. Yeah. I just like how you just like paused. Uh, yeah. Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss. Wow, put all the white people up there. Uh, Tim Heidecker. We also have uh, Shahadi Wright Joseph, Evan Alex, and I think that's it for the main cast um, for the, for the most part. Uh, yeah, and uh, this is his second movie. There's a lot of uh, pressure on him after Get Out. Uh, what did you guys think about us, Steve? What about you? It was good. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking. With, I'm fucking with you. Uh, no, uh, us, man. Uh, I think Jordan Peele just—I think he—he, he, I think he just gets. I think he gets how to write a certain kind of a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's how how do I put this without making it sound like it's like a negative thing? I think he just knows how to write for the masses. He's able to, but he also he also can you know appeal to a lot of. people. I think he just appeals to so many people when when it comes to his writing, his directing. Uh, and I think he has another one on his hands. Uh, I'm gonna come off the bat and say right away. I've had a couple of days to think about it. I think I like Get Out way more than this, but I think this is still a solid entry in his uh, another. What are we gonna say? Like another arrow in his quiver, 
Is that the term people use sometimes? Sure. Mm, Whatever. Nah, I've never heard that. Really? (laughs) Yeah, it's like another thing, another thing. You fucking get that for some Victorian novel? Yeah, I think so. Uh, People still say this? Yeah. (laughs) Overall, performances, I think overall were strong. Uh, I think the story is where I think it shines the most and in its writing, I I think it, it it combines that terror but yet it has that like hu- like the humor that kind of like kind of just eases everyone in. I I think that's the most important part because horror is sometimes really hard to write. And and I, I think that's he just just makes it approachable where you're not God, how would I I don't know, man. It's hard to describe his movies for me. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I think I, I think that's the best way I could put it. I think he just appeals to a lot of different people's sensibilities. Man. Without pandering, without like just dumbing it down, maybe that's maybe maybe that's the words I'm looking for. I agree. I think that he can. Um, you said something about him making things available for a large audience, and I think that for the most part, he has made uh, his themes, which are typically racial and racial themes and uh, and societal themes, and making them very accessible. Um, to people of all races and ethnicities. I think he's definitely very good at that. Um, I think we should, I don't think we really talked about what it's about. I um, feel like, I think the trailer kind of makes it, uh, it's pretty obvious. It's about a group of a doppelgangers who, who invade. It starts off as a home invasion film, I think, or that's the impression you get, but this movie definitely has way more layers and I don't want to, told but i don't want to talk too much about it because i feel like it'll yeah. ruin it uh and i think that's the best part about the movie i like take it at face value when you see the trailer like just kind of go in with that mentality of like it's a, it's a story about doppelgangers and then just see where it goes from there you know because I, I feel like revealing too much can ruin it mm-hmm. yeah uh i um I, I agree with, with most of everything you said. I actually feel for Jordan Peele in this situation because I think people put too much pressure on him after Get Out. Uh could be his fault for making such a you know, successful movie. Um, but you can't like it's almost never the second movie in situations like this, I can't think of one time where the next movie was better than the original masterpiece, right? Like when you think about all the things that like become like Empire Strikes Back. Ah, stupid show like that doesn't count. <laughs> but I'm thinking like the two towers. Like think about like little <laughs> little one hit wonders like um like not one hit wonders but like Drive came out of nowhere. Everyone loved Drive. It's becoming like a kind of a you know late 2000s cult classic. I think. Um, he's not been able to follow that movie up at all. No, um, he hasn't. That's and I like- think I think it's the same thing with a bunch of other directors. Um. However, Jordan Peele doesn't drop the ball here at all. Um, this movie is, to me, not nearly as good as Get Out. Um, but it's close to me in the sense that it's just more... It's equal in, in how entertaining it is. It's like it's very easy to watch and, and doesn't do anything to the audience that is taxing or doesn't drag the story out. Um, but essentially... Set you up with all the characters. You, you're with this family, um, and the family is kind of a 
on their way to some vacation home, I guess that they maybe it's a timeshare. So remember. it's a vacation home, right? Vacation home. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's like a family vacation over something they had over because it, yeah. Well, it sounds like they do it all the time. Yeah. So it's like they they every year or so they they revisit this uh, vacation home. It's like in seems to be Northern California, I think maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it there's no like uh. They they give you a little uh, backstory in the, the very first scene. Um, you get a uh, a prologue, so to speak, in the beginning, and it kind of sets you up. And then uh, it involves I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it involves um, Lupita, her character's past as a child. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler. Yeah, I mean it's the very first fucking scene. Uh, and then fast forward to her and her family. Uh, but essentially, what happens is exactly what you see in the trailer. Uh, the family, there's a family standing outside their door randomly. And, uh, uh, what's, what's, what's the, the, the man's name? Winston Duke is his real name. But what's his name in the movie? Um, I don't even remember. I don't remember. Yeah. See, it's not like, it's not Gabe, right? Gabriel. Could be Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, it's in the trailer. He he comes out with the bat. He's like, if you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. (laughs) Actually, I don't think he said that in the movie. Yeah, he he did. did. He did. Because he, I think he said it differently. Yeah, he it said like it differently, that. but it was just funny, dude. Because the way he just like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm gonna handle my shit. His, <laughs> his character's really good. Um, he he reminded me of like some shit I would say sometimes. Like, there's a scene. Uh, I don't know. if This is a spoiler, but uh, the, I mean, they're doppelgangers, so it's in the fucking synopsis. But there's a scene uh, where he's trying to comfort his wife, and he's like, "Look, baby, it's not a big deal. I mean, if she looks just like you." I could beat your ass, so I'm pretty sure, sure I'll be all right. <laughs> we'll be all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's like a hundred percent something I would say. <laughs> no, his his the timing of this is yeah. fucking great. Yeah, man. so the the humor works very well with his character. Um, he's very very good and possibly one of the carriers of this movie. Um, but yeah, this movie definitely is not anything crazy. It's it's it has some themes about. Uh, exploitation and identity, but it does not have the racial themes that Get Out does. If anybody was expecting that, you know what's crazy? I think I was. I think, there, I think it does. He's like specifically said it has nothing to do with. But I. Race. But for I me, I, I don't, don't know. Think I think so. I was pulling at some stuff too. Maybe that's. I think that's the thing though. I don't when see you, when how you make, it could. It it could if you look at it in a certain perspective. Uh, mm. I don't want again. Like I'm not going to spoil it, but maybe we could talk about it off air. But yeah, I think if you look at it in a certain perspective. I think it could you could pull something away like that. Um, I don't think it was his intention from I, what I've I mean, seen from the interviews. Well, that's the thing about art. Like I think every director yeah, and writer say his intention. Yeah, like right. he can he can make some release it and then whatever. People yeah, but I think um, if someone can make a better, better argument for a theme that he did not intend than his own argument, then I would say. Well, right I think his wrong. intended themes are much stronger than that. So. Oh, uh, I yeah. think I think either way his intended themes outshine the theoretical ones um but yeah uh it's it's a simple movie it it's a horror movie but you know as we're gonna discuss in our uh, topic this week does it work uh i think it it does um in this movie um but i think it does as well but but this movie is not like it's not 100% a comedy and I, i would say this is my first thing i would want to see him do next time 
Uh, I really want him to lean hard into horror. Like, I don't want him to rely on comedy next time. I, I disagree. I, think, I don't know. I, I think I, he can carve out his own genre at this point. I mean, but the genre already exists. Uh, and well, what I mean yeah, by that, but I, I mean, want I want him to do like a proper like like no holds bar like a horror film. Like, I think that would be really fun to watch him like flex a bit because I think he knows that genre and you can tell he knows it. And I think he knows what works. Again, I think accessibility is the number one thing. What what he was trying to do with these films. I'm not saying I'm pretty sure he's probably going to do the same thing with his next one. He's going to try to make it as accessible as possible, but still not pander. And you know, I think he, I but, think he wants. I don't know. I think I, him doing just full on horror might be too boring for him. I mean, I, I think know. I don't think horror itself is a boring genre. You can make it boring if if you're not a. Right. I think I think he is such. I think he's a good enough. I think he's a great writer and also a good good enough director to like just do that one style. And I think it could work. Or at least, yeah, I, just, or even, I can't even imagine it, it without his flair. You know, even if he does add elements of humor, I think I think I really want to see more of of that of that essence because I thought this was going to be more of that, and that was my same thing I mentioned about Get Out. Like Get Out, I thought it was going to be more leaning to horror when I saw the trailer, and then I see this trailer, I'm thinking it's going to be more horror than yeah. it was. Well, what I've gathered from these two movies is that Jordan Peele is not my go-to director when it comes to being thrilled. I don't think either of these movies are particularly thrilling. I think Get Out is fun. Like, and it's, it reveals things to you in a very fun way so that it makes you so entertained. Um, but I don't think I ever was like stressed out about, uh, maybe that one scene, but the whole, there was no building of the tension that stressed me out. I was just like, it was all. It was more mystery than it is a uh, thrill. I don't know, man. I was kind of stressed um, out. Well, good. Maybe it's because I'm white. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I I just think the the method of filmmaking he used a, was not. He's not like a Jeremy Sunye who's yeah. just literally giving you a heart attack. I had a. This is off off topic, but it's about get out. I was I was gonna back in the day. I was gonna go to uh, Arkansas, and I saw my coworker this shit. It was like it was like, and he looks at me. He's just like. Have you watched the documentary Get Out? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> That's stupid. And I'm like, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, like, be careful out there. And I was, and I was like, That's pretty funny. It, it did fit the glove. I heard. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I'm pretty sure her parents voted like they're liberal and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I voted for Obama. I would have voted for him a third term. A third term. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Overall, this movie is. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not quite as good as Get Out because it's not quite as interesting and, and surprising. And it's also somewhat predictable, I think. And I think that's where it really... That's where this film really falls for me. Uh, and it barely falls. It's just it's just fun. It's just a fun movie. But what, what the problem that I had that makes it not more on the masterpiece side of things um, is just that... <clears throat> It's it's very it's not very big on ideas or or anything. It's just it's pretty simple and you know it doesn't do anything crazy. Um, All right, we want to jump in on this. Yeah, I disagree and agree with some of the things you said. Um, it's democracy. Yeah. Democracy <laughs> works. Um, I think that I like the first act a lot. I think that's my favorite. Uh, my favorite part of this movie 
Um, I think that it does like some really unique things in the beginning. Um, you have this like uh, weird, like conventional horror element. It's sort of like uh, it's almost like Twilight Zone esque, and then he's mixing that with like these uh, like social critiques and and uh, things like that. I think things that those genres probably didn't have the wherewithal to really uh, take advantage of. But um, I think it's like a r- really cool mix of uh, genres and and I think it's very exciting and I think it's the most thrilling probably in the first act because you have this uh, perspective of this child and it's following her around and sort of her interacting with the world and it feels very scary. I think that um, some of that some of those scenes were like some of my favorite in the movie. I, I would agree wholeheartedly. I think I think it builds tension really well yeah. in the beginning. And that's when I think I was the most I think that's when it got me that's I think that's well, when it really I think the beginning. tension that it builds in the beginning is very conventional horror. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the tension that involves the twist and, and Yeah, all that, that that's, that's that's where I'm saying it I didn't feel the tension. Yeah. I think that yeah, I think that the way it was done wasn't wasn't great, but I like the idea of it. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I would disagree that this, um, um, I don't know, I suppose commentates on uh, racial identity and and things like that. Because um, it really, I think, without spoiling anything, I think this movie really plays around with the idea of who is, of placing a, of placing a, um, I suppose a an identity on a hero and a bad guy and identifying who a bad guy is and who a good person is. I think that this movie does really interesting things with that when it comes to the twist. Um, I think the way it was handled was a bit predictable and uh, just not very smart, I suppose. Yeah, um, it was just too too late, too little too late. I how, think. That's the thing, though. Like I just try to think in my head because sometimes... like when I, I'm like thinking of the idea. I'm like, how how would I would have done it differently? You know, if I see like an idea that I was like, wow, like I like it, but how would I have done it differently that that could have made it work? I think the way I probably would have done it differently is just not reveal it so quickly. I just slow slow that part down. Or not reveal it at all. I would think that. Well, maybe, but I if think, you I slow that, it down I, to I the think, point where it hits harder, I don't know. I think I think if if we didn't get any fuck it's so hard to talk about that all right i would say this if we didn't if we weren't shown and we just get like a nod to the camera i think would have worked a lot better i agree i, I think I can that would have been that would have yeah, been like that been, because that's horror at, yeah. at its peak it's like you don't and it's, that's the it's most more twilight, chilling yeah that's the most twilight zone thing you could ever do you just sitting there and you're like yeah oh fuck yeah well this movie does feel like twilight zone and black mirror until you get to the very long drawn out uh twists whereas those twilight zone and, and black mirror they you, always have like know. this yeah. this finger snap like oh shit, shit. Yeah. yeah it's like you don't really get that it, it kind of just gets get given to you pretty quickly um yeah it's a good movie though yeah. i think i think uh i want to talk about some of the things i do like too um i think winston duke does uh for the most part carry this movie i think his character was a bit a bit more <laughs> entertaining than uh, Lupita's character. I think that I'm not really sure 
what went wrong with her character for me, but I believe that she should have been more entertaining. And I think that maybe the way the structure was story or uh, structured that um, I don't know. I just didn't uh, come to completely love her character. I think Jordan Peele was fighting a battle here. But, so, well, I think what you were saying, you would have preferred the movie to be a bit more ambiguous. And I think I think he would have done that if he wasn't trying to appeal to right. And that's the battle that's he was trying to fight. And I think, um, and and that's why there's so many like plot holes and like just yeah. unexplained things that that kind of bothered me. It's just like I don't know. I I'd assume. I think less esp- explanation could have done this movie. A le- less right, explanation. Because right. uh, the explanation it gave me made me jump to other conclusions. So like, wait, why don't they deal with it like this? Or wait, why don't yeah, they? I just think... It, there's, it, it raises too many questions. I think if it had been more... Yeah. I don't know, more ambiguous and more just supernatural. Um, I like the idea of... Well, because I was... I, I really, at the beginning, the first act, that's what I thought it was happening when we first get introduced to the doppelgangers. And you're you're learning a little bit about what they are, who they are in that brief conversation they all have. You see it in the trailer when they're all sitting side by side or like across from each other. And the, and the boy said, it's us. And when he says that, it kind of... For me, it snapped, and I was thinking it has something to do with like racial identity and like who you know that separation comes from. Like you know that I think it's like a class thing, and also like you not wanting to be considered them or like you know it's hard to explain. It's like like me being Dominicans. It's like is like, but I'm not like every Dominican, you know, because there's like a social or like identity that kind of comes with that. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and I feel like that's what I thought it was about. But, you know, apparently Tom's saying that that's definitely, he said that's not about. So it's just, yeah. it's, I don't know. Well, I think he, what you're can, thinking about is, well, I think it's it just applies to just poor people in yeah, general. I just, poor people are displaced in every country, you know? Yeah. Sure. And I, and that's the thing, like, it's like, I don't, I like the idea. I just feel like it's so, it's just so big that, I don't know, I feel like it just, I feel like there was no way for him actually to properly to give you a satisfying answer or conclusion or ending for any parts. Like, so he has to either piece one side or the other. You know what I mean? Like, he has to do one or the other. There's no middle ground at this point when you're like kind of handling that kind of issue or that kind of twist. Yeah. I do remember though. Um, I actually don't think Get Out's quite a masterpiece in the same way as everyone else. So I mean I don't know I don't I don't really hold Jordan Peele to too high of a standard I think he's good and, and Keen Peele's funny but um, like for instance the ending of Get Out was like like a hard like stop you know I I was I was listening to an interview with uh what's Jason Blum from Blumhouse uh and yeah. he told Jordan Peele to change the ending he specifically told him he's like you can't end a movie this way. He's like, this what is the like, original ending? Yeah, so he he actually shot the original ending, and he's like, this is too depressing. Give and I was thinking like, is like I think the original ending probably. Well, it's the alternate ending on YouTube though, right? Huh? That you're talking about? Yeah, that, that was, was his original. Yeah, and Blum, uh, Jason Blum told him to change. You know, it. I haven't watched the alternative ending, but I have a feeling I might like it better because they it came to a screeching halt. Um, overall, I just think. I think Jordan Peele is great. I just don't think he's that experienced in making films 
to where he can perfect these timelines. I think he, I think he, he knows he, how to tell he, stories. But yeah, but he's he's got most of it, you know. So I don't like hold him in regards to like some of my favorite directors. But overall, I I enjoyed the film. And uh, no, like he's, I, I would agree to to a certain extent. Like yeah, he, I mean what he did for what he did with Get Out was amazing. It was like it was like holy shit. It's just like but, I think at the time movies were lacking originality in their movies it's original you know it's yeah uh, it's gi- it's giving twilight zone s stuff to mainstream audiences who are used to either uh but then captain he, america or paranormal activity but like, then he's still no, but he's still fucking spoon-fed the ending which that's right like, right and that that really ruins not ruins the film but it does kind of like leaves a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth like you know, I don't like shit explained to me all the fucking time. Yeah, I mean, overall, the the momentum built up from the the story was not um, paid off in the ending, so you don't leave with that overwhelming like I love that movie uh, feeling that you get when you leave movies. You know, you're yeah. like fuck, holy shit. Um, so unfortunately, was not a fan. No, no, I was a fan. It's just it wasn't, you know. Like Hereditary had me feeling pretty crazy. Yeah, but uh, uh, this did not. But this is also not a supposed to be as chilling as Hereditary. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you guys think? You want to rate it, or you got more to talk about? Want to rate this shit? Um, I think we can rate it. Yeah, um, I'm interested to hear your guys' scores. I think I'm sitting at a three and a half out of five. Who we hated it. Um, Just kidding. Why do we always no, do that? I, qu- I quite liked it. I think that it has um, some problems that uh, that really bothered me, um, specifically surrounding the the not necessarily twist, but the the um, I don't know the way that the, the twist is just how it all just how presented. it all wraps up. You're saying, and um, yeah, I think that um, I have issues with, I suppose the stuff that is explained to us and um i think it creates some problems more than it attempts to resolve and i think there's just some loose ends in this movie that rather just not that know I, man that, that, that bothered me and kept me from completely loving it but i do like it i enjoy it i think the first i think the first act is amazing yeah i think the first act was uh probably a four four and a half out of five for me i agree i agree with that um i'm sitting at like a three and a half leaning towards a four um, I would say three and a half for now. If I rewatch it, and I feel the same, it's probably stay like three and a half. But if I get something else, just a little bit out of it, uh, it might bump up to a four. But yeah, that's what, uh, what I'm saying there. I I think I gave Get Out like a four. Um, I don't, I don't think you guys are wrong in your positioning. It well, makes we're never wrong. It makes sense. Uh, I I enjoyed the film a lot. I still had a great time. Uh, I would definitely rewatch this movie, no problem. Uh, like I said, other than like the end, like that final act is what kind of like threw me off a bit. It just I don't know. It just it just really kind of threw me off, like in terms of pacing and. Uh, but it I, overall, I still had a good time. Uh, you know, I'll give this shit a light four. I think I think it's still I think it's still a I think it does a lot of things very well compared to most movies that come out, especially in this genre. You know, we do get comedy horror like Happy 
birth or happy death day, <laughs> whatever. You said that shit wrong last night, too. You <laughs> said happy birthday. <laughs> happy death day, part two to you. You almost said it again. Jesus. Uh, it's fucking, it's just a dumb fucking name. I mean, I don't think, every, have y'all seen it? The first one? No, you, you basically really spoiled it. it. I didn't spoil it. I'm they pretty sp- sure you said, like, what happens. I didn't say what happened. Oh, maybe we had a good discussion after the show. Probably. I think I accidentally said she lived. Yeah. But, I mean, but then you the tri- yeah, would have known. <laughs> they spoiled it, like, eight months later. Yeah. <laughs> right. By the way, if you haven't seen this movie. How the fuck did they shoot the, a movie that fast? Yeah. Dude. Probably I, they must have shot them both same time dude they i was listening to an interview with this guy he they're literally it's just like yeah when we find a hit on our hands we just want to really just capital it's like yeah i bet you do i bet you fucking do <laughs> sweet all right let's um let's go ahead and, and talk about next week uh, i wasn't actually prepared for this we're watching shazam shazam is that what's coming out yeah yeah it's getting pretty good reviews 29th i think right it's that fucking I mean the two. All right, so in the trailer for Shazam, the the two kids, it's cringe, it's brutal. The trailer, yeah. I, so, some of it's kind of cringy. It's brutal to me, but I like the way it looks. If I'm honest, does that make I'm, sense? I'm, yeah, but I'm like what you're, saying. you're like, oh, you look at me, I'm like a handicapped orphan kid. Why so serious? And it's like the most terrible acting I've ever seen. Uh, the trailer looks okay <laughs> once once. The actual Shazam comes in. Uh, I like the however, convenience store scene we, in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, that's a good scene. Uh, we do have a problem, though. I'm, I'm reading April 5th on that movie. Oh, really? I thought it was sooner. I thought yeah, it was I coming out it, this month. Yeah, I thought, thought it was like there is one movie, though, we could see give, saying uh, that that movie doesn't come out to the to the 5th. It could come to New York, though. I don't know. Um, we could watch uh, Beach Bomb. Beach Bomb. Oh, yeah. Beach Bomb comes out. That's That's... Probably what I was thinking of, and not Shazam. Is that yeah. Harmon Corinne? Har- Harmon Corinne? Yeah, that's Harmon Corinne. Quran. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I've been looking forward to the Beach Bum for a long time, and I'd love to review it. But yeah. it's up to you guys. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm, I'd I like mean, to Snoop, see. I'd Snoop like Dogg's see, in a big role. Well, more importantly, Martin Lawrence is. Uh, All right, is in it. <laughs> I'll watch anything McConaughey's in after Serenity, to be honest with you. (laughs) To be quite frank. All right, let's do a beach bum. A beach bum, sorry. The beach bum. I know people got some problems with the old Harmony Corinne, um, but I I quite like his his movies. He has grown on me because I I didn't like him at first, but over the years, I quite like his stuff. Yeah. Uh, Spring Breaker specifically, I had a... That movie is just too much. Very tumultuous relationship with yes. that movie, and I I, I like it quite yeah. a bit. That movie's just it's it's like uh it's like a girl that like you first meet her, and you're like, hi, I'm Thomas, but she just licks your face and you you kind of like I don't know where you're going with this one at all. It's kind of it's kind of like interesting. <laughs> it's like kind of interesting and like kind of hot at the same time. And you're like, wow, this girl might be interesting. In my life. Is that how you girl you and your girlfriend met? No. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. But you know, it'd be like it'd throw you off at first, but there'd be charm about it. No. Like, I think I would equate it to like uh a girl like maybe crop dusting me when we first <laughs> meet. <laughs> and then, and then uh, love slowly the I think that that's a that. that's that's a no for me, dog. 
I don't I don't do that stuff. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, girls can't do that. Damn. <laughs> wow, Tom, that's fucked up. It it ruins and shatters me knowing that. Oh God. All right. So let's talk our topic this week. We're going to be talking comedic horror movies. Um, does it work in the sense that uh, can you still be scared and still chuckle at the same time? Um, inspired by us, uh, I don't think us leaned too hard in, in the comedy uh, direction, but it it did lean a little bit. So I think, uh, I think the first act, the first two acts probably. But even even in the like big. First half. climactic moments and towards the end they're not the twist but specifically like when they're driving there's some comedy you know and uh i think he had one of the best lines of the movie which where where they're like spoil it oh fuck i don't i really want to say it though the fucking the key part where he made that line when about that fucking key. Oh, yeah, dude yeah. i fucking died when he said that i was like fucking so good i don't think that was the funniest line but that was decent Right. Um, so, Harvey, why don't you kick us off with, do you have some examples of, of movies that prove that this formula doesn't really work or otherwise? Um, does, it, does it actually work? I think I do. Uh, there's a movie called Housebound. Okay. I don't think, have y'all seen it? You always talk, you always bring this one up. Well, I have not Housebound seen is a fairly recent one and I really enjoy it. Um, I believe it's Australian, or it's or it's, I think it's Australian. Yeah, I believe it's Australian, or it could be uh, Kiwi. Kiwi. I'm not sure. Look it up. Uh, Google search, man. Um, but I think it blends horror and comedy really well. And um, it's Kiwi. Nice. And it never really loses sight of the horror element, which is like sort of the foundation of it. For, so. The moments that are scary, I believe, are genuinely can be fairly creepy because you have no idea really what's going on, and and I think the the comedy doesn't necessarily interrupt the horror or the the building of the tension and the and the payoff. I think that there's like interjected in between like like building scenes, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I think that it allows itself to be scary and also funny at times. I think. Um, I think Evil Dead is another one that's a really good example. Dude, Evil Dead, yeah, the first one specifically. Yeah, I think Evil Dead is just genuinely creepy, and and I think, I think the second one leans more to the comedy. Yeah, yeah where the second one's more ridiculous, slapstick. where it doesn't work. Well, I mean, it works in comedy, but to me, it doesn't work. I'm never scared in that movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think the first one, I think because of probably their smaller budget, they weren't able to do the ridiculous things they were able to do in the second one. But I think that it it scares somehow. I think because of the, probably the the effects are genuinely weird and creepy, and and uh, they also play with like the style of the the shots and the effects, and it just blends together, to make this weird, creepy thing. But beneath that, there's also this sort of comedic tone and and this uh, self aware element that it's sort of poking fun at itself and. It becomes a little satirical in a way. Um, I think Get Out is a good one too. Right, right. Get Out is a good one. Yeah, I think um, I think my hot take on this is that um, for the most part, it, it 
in theory, it does not work, in my opinion. But this is coupled with the, the fact that um, I do not watch a lot of these movies. So, like, for instance, Housebound. Um, which, the way you're describing it sounds like I could be totally wrong. Uh, but in my experience, um, I'm not saying they're not watchable and they're not scary or creepy at times. But I think the overall, like, fear instilled in me is uh, diluted by comedy no matter what. Um, in the sense that I just don't think any of these movies will give me the same effect as something like, um, like hereditary trying to think of movies that fucking scare the shit out of me. I mean, you make a great point, I think, Uh, um, I suppose, but I think that, I think you make a point. Yeah. I think that's obvious. Like, I don't think they're, they're trying to do that either. Well, right. Well, I was wondering if maybe it's possible to do that. Um, I think Jordan Peele comes close and us, I just think it matters how much you put in and where you put it. Um, I think, uh, like to give some examples, like, uh, like one that comes up is like what we do in the shadows. Like that is not a good example that anyone should ever use. I think because that is 90% comedy and 10% horror to me. How about, and I think you need at least 50, 50 for it to even come close to working. (laughs) Uh, Cabin in the Woods is a uh, is a good example. That's, that's the one I was thinking of. I feel like that there is some really eerie. I I don't. That's the thing though. It's like again, I think the comedy and being knowing that it's it's self aware. That's what it is. It's just completely aware with it, like right. what it is, and then it just pokes fun of it, pokes fun at it. You know, I I wouldn't mind seeing you know a horror film that has that light tone of comedy. I think Get Out really did a great job balancing that. Whereas, like, the overall idea and what is happening is terrifying, but they just had these light comedic moments that kind of, like, alleviate the tension. Um, Apparently, American Werewolf in London is a horror comedy, which I didn't know, but I was yeah, looking on a list online. Here's, here's a... But I just remember specifically being terrified of that movie when I was a kid. Here's a... Um, here's a hot take for me again. <laughs> I would like to see more <laughs> films do what a particular thriller that I know did... Now, I don't know. I don't remember who at this table seen this movie. Sean saw it and hated it. Um, he's not here, but he he bashed it. A movie? After I had like put it on my like top 10. Um This movie, I think, and this is totally my opinion. I'm not going to sound like some elitist like I know horror and thrills, but it's it's one of the few movies I've seen that have juggled comedy and like actual tense thrillingness like th- just tense thrill there's not it's not a horror movie there's not like creepy elements supernatural murderer shit um but it's thrilling and funny in the exact same scenes and i think that's pretty crazy um and it doesn't happen often what movie is it's a uh, i don't feel at home in this world anymore i know you're gonna say that um because Particularly the scenes with like where I'm super stressed and thrilled. Oh fuck, what's gonna happen? But what's happening is also making me laugh and keeping me thrilled. You know, uh, to come back to this because I'm pretty sure I gave it. Uh, I was right in the middle. Like Sean hated it, you loved it, but I was in the middle. Um, I I agree there. I think I think it does. Re- I think it has a nice balance. I just don't. I don't see that a lot in horror. Um, but I bet there's films out there that do it. 
Again, yeah, it just is able to ride that line just kind of perfectly. It depends what kind of film it is as like, well. Like that scene when, when they're in the house and the shooting is happening. I'm actually stressing that scene, but the the funniest shit's happening. Oh, no, too. I was stressing that scene too. But it was also hilarious. Yeah, because, the vomit part? Yeah, like, yeah, dude. it's still, I don't know, it works for me. But I'd like to see more of that. Instead, no, instead of um, either full comedy or and like a, a dash of uh, horror or like like the set. You don't want you don't want the set dressing to be a horror film, and then right. the actual thing. And is I a think comedy. Us is the opposite. Yeah. I think it's mostly horror, um, and it's tastefully sprinkles comedy in there. Yeah, it's a, again, I'd, I'd like to see a well done fifty fifty. Uh, maybe I haven't. Seen, maybe I don't know. Jordan I Peele, personally think it. what we or not what we do. I don't feel at home in this world is a, a great thriller. It's like a fifty fifty thriller uh comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to see the same thing with horror. Elements. Have you seen Slither? No, I haven't. I think you would enjoy Slither. I think Slither's right up there. Uh yeah. It stars Nathan Fillion. I was about to say, isn't Nathan Fillion that? Yeah, he's a um he's like a sheriff of this town and um he discovers that Aliens are um, like these small, like snake-like or slug-like aliens are sort of invading their town and um, threatening threatening the world. And um, it does a really great job of mixing um, like there's some very, very fucking Body funny horror. moments. Yeah, but there's also like this Cronenberg fucking style. Like, of, uh, they look like chili peppers. <laughs> chili peppers. Um. But yeah, it it sort of mixes body horror and comedy, which is it, it it like handles like a lot of stuff, and I think it does it really well. I think this movie was like actually very slept on under the rug. It slept was under the rug I for the most part. I remember when this movie first when they when it first came out, like where I was hearing shit about it. I just I think it was what year was that? Fuck, I don't know. Um, Michael Rooker is in it, and he is fucking. He's really good. Um, he's one of the funnier funnier aspects of this movie for me um but i think uh i think you should watch that that is um all right i mean you had me at michael rooker do do the right film on that one damn all right cool i think uh you know another example i thought might work um is predator almost hits the mark the the one we just saw (laughs) oh yeah almost hits the mark there but I don't know. But that it, also bleeds action and like it yeah, just yeah. it becomes something else altogether. Yeah, it's not very horror. Yeah, I think it literally leaves that horror as the horror root. Was it even like rooted in horror to begin with? No, nah, like, I, like I don't think it was that one. When you compare it to other Predator movies. All right, cool. Well, I think that was more interesting than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see Krampus? Yeah, no, I never Krampus. saw Krampus. Uh, I was, I was slightly disappointed by Krampus, but because I thought it would be like more like Gremlin style of like I think Gremlins probably well, <laughs> Gremlins doesn't hold up as well because the effects and shit like that. But I think I want I right. want that to be rebooted. Yeah, but I think if like Gremlins came out and it was just as good as that, it could be like very scary and because like and very funny because the fucking effects in Krampus are creepy as shit. They're pretty creepy, but they're creepy as fuck, but. I don't it, think it handles the story and shit very well, but I think yeah. it is creepy and it has some pretty funny moments. But I, I, I still, I still applaud that film for like literally not giving a fuck and just like you know what, nothing is sacred. Just like just fucking left and right, people are dying. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Not good, but it was just it was a good time. I think Krampus. 
It was a good time. I, I think I enjoyed demon. it a little bit more than you. Sweet. Yeah. All right. What would you guys give that topic? A four out of five. All right, sweet. Same. Oh, shit, Grabbers. That's another I was one. thinking about Grabbers. Yeah. But I think, again, Grabbers is more comedy and just has the set dressing of like an alien invasion film. I think some of those moments are creepy, though. Yeah, there's creepy it, moments. Yeah. I, think it do, I think it does some pretty good things the with, angler, the, with the monster and shit. Yeah, the angler moment where there's fucking like... Yeah. like uh, Yeah, you should watch that, too. I, I recently, yeah, I just recently watched that maybe like a couple months ago. You could always assign it to me if I lose. One That's true. That is true. That is true. Apropos to uh, our discussion, be one of those movies. Uh, I already got a list going for you, Tom. All right, cool. Let's uh let, speaking of assigning things, let's play Get Wrecked. We're gonna uh play the game where we uh roll the twelve sided die. Uh the loser has to be assigned a movie by the person who rolls the higher number. And give me um, one second. Steve is gonna go retrieve the uh the objects we use to play the game. Uh so far we've watched some real gems playing this game. I think this game's been very beneficial to our lives. Yeah, Steve would have never watched Paradise Now. He would have never watched uh, any of the movies we gave him. Right? No, first of all, Falling Down was a goddamn American classic. Uh, (laughs) What's this? Faggot shit. Oh boy, that movie is not terrible. It has its charm. Uh, did you explain the rules of the game? All right, Joel yeah, I did. I did. So Harvey's gonna roll. Should right I go now. first or should he go first? Because he lost last. I week. don't think it matters. Cause it matters. Uh, you bad voodoo or something? Yeah, he's got an eight, which is solid. You know what? I'll go next. All right, so we got an eight versus a, a nine. Nine. Ooh, that. Ooh, you are not doing too hot, Steve. I got a five. Ooh, that means I fucking won. Ooh, that's that's not. How the fuck did I get a? Rolling again is not gonna make it. What'd you get this time? Ten. (laughs) Let's use that one. Well, actually, no. Um, We're not gonna do that. All right, cool. All right, Harvey. I'm not here to hurt feelings. I'm not here to make people suffer. So, I believe in choice and democracy. I'm gonna give you a vote, a single person vote. Okay. All right. So I got three movies that I think you should watch. I know you probably don't want to watch one or two of them, um, maybe all of them. But there's a little indie movie called King Jack that I really enjoy that not a lot of people have seen. And I think it, sh- it should uh, get out there and be seen. Um, there's also Lion, I believe you haven't seen, which is the... Uh, uh, What's his name? Patel. What's, what's that guy's Dev name? Dev Patel. Dev Patel. Um, movie about the boy in India. Uh, and then there's also Patty Cakes, which is which is about a uh, largely overweight white female rapper in New Jersey, um, and it's kind of a comedy odyssey. Did you say overweight, or you said largely overweight? <laughs> She's. I mean, overweight is uh, an understatement. No, she's great it's in it though. Up. I really enjoy that movie. Um, it's it's a fun one. It's fun. It's got a great soundtrack. What what are you leaning towards? One's uh one's comedy, one's like indie drama, and one's uh like fucking Oscar worthy. 
I'll go with uh, King Jack. I feel like that's been probably discussed the least on the podcast, right? I, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think maybe I'd never talked about it on the podcast. But, I mean, <laughs> let's be real. I mean, line was so long ago. I mean, <laughs> nobody remembers that, right? <laughs> no, we don't do I that. I remember it. I remember it just like it was yesterday. <sighs> you still should King watch Jack. it, though. All right, yeah, check King Jack out. Uh, the kid is from... Uh, oh, wait, nobody... See, I saw this movie that nobody saw. It's called uh, All the Money in the World. Remember that shit that came out last year? Yeah. Oh, that movie with uh, Kevin Smith? I mean, I think people saw it. I think people just didn't like it. Well, I'm mean, saying like nobody even bothered to go see it at this in this podcast. Rightfully so. I'm the dummy. Um, but yeah, that kid's from there. Is this the one you fell asleep? Yeah, that's the one, right? You fell asleep for like first five minutes? <laughs> it might be. King Jack is a, it's a very realistic and unique take on uh, adolescence, and I think it's it's well well deserved. Nice. Yeah. Harvey loves those coming of age stories. I think Harvey might like this one. It's a good one. To me at least. It's it's beautiful. Looking forward to it. Beautifully shot, beautiful sound. (laughs) You know what I (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was the most disingenuous shit. (laughs) Listen. uh, I meant that I was looking forward to coming of age. That's why. I like coming of age movies. Oh I thought you I thought you looked forward to coming age in your own life. All right. Check out King Jack. Uh, that that about does it for us. Do you have any last words, Steve? I'm watching Serenity, dude. Please, I already have a poll. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm pulling. He's talking shit about Joss Whedon Serenity. Yeah, I'm rewatching that a classic. Watch. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on, man. What? Already's betting it right it's now. Like, next it's week. like you can't not rewatch. You just like it, you gravitate towards rewatches. It's, it's, it's funny, know why, man. You know, it's, it's so funny. You're scared. It's, it's, I think so. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just something nice about just putting on like a classic, or just maybe just, just like, you, the, the first watch is always a, yeah. It's it's nice and safe. Yeah, safe. but but you know what's gonna happen? And it sucks. All right, uh, watch the new Serenity, man. You're, watch Climax. Actually, you're gonna don't love watch Serenity. No, watch both for different reasons. Serenity, you're gonna have a Prior, blast. Prioritize Climax, though. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you go do. out to the theater and see that. But like, you could just watch this at home. Well, I do love, uh, I love myself some uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, Anne Hathaway. So I mean, I'm probably gonna check that out. But the Sophia, Sophia Batello, yeah, it's like she kind of trumps everything else. Yeah, Sophia mm. Batello dancing on the floor. Wait till you for, see that twist, boy. Wait till you see the twist. All right, you're gonna, you're gonna climax. You know I'm, I'm gonna do this for you guys. You guys, you guys, tell me to watch one movie each. <laughs> I'm gonna see. You're gonna see next week which one I watch. Mm. Rush Hour Rush Hour 5 <laughs> This shit's not even out yet <laughs> Alright well tune in next week To see which one Steve watched I'll be surprised if he watches any of them But uh, I, I'm down to be proven wrong Because uh, one requires going to the theater I think it's like There's no way it's like to video right Wow Alright ah. let's do it I'd, I'd love to see it But that's it for us Go ahead and uh, give us a, a, a shout subscribe out. If you're uh, enjoying uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoyed the uh, the episode. And as always, connect with the show on social media. We got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Do The Right Film at underscore podcast. Uh, we also have a website. It's DoTheRightFilm.com where you can send us messages and see all of our episodes uh, displayed on one page. Um, also, email uh, Sean at Do The Right Film. That's S E A N. Do the right film.com. 
And just, you know, just with your concerns, you know, hey, you know, I haven't heard you on the podcast. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. You know, you were the guy that always watched all these obscure movies and, and eight of them. So, I don't know. Your concerns, we, we need to hear from them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's... Uh, Sean rigged it to where it just bounces back to you, though. All the emails. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll take them. I'm on that's about it, man. What do you guys have to say about that? Um, I don't know. Just uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. I guess we need a catchphrase. They were violent.